This is Weirdly Enough, your regular podcast for strange stories and amazing facts. Delivered straight to your favorite podcast directory and at weirdlyenough.com. Now, here are your hosts, Andy and Len. If you listened to Weird Shorts last week, you'll have heard us talking about uh, this big area of sea that's been found by a TikToker uh, mm. called uh, Brian Daniel, who yeah, yeah. alleges anyway that there's an alien base underwater and aliens fly out of it and uh, fly around the earth yeah. and and abduct people. Well, we're going to be talking today all about alien abductions and what they actually do to people, what they, what gets, uh, what they get up to, and uh, a bit of the folklore, I suppose, around alien abductions. Is that right? Yeah, it's going to be a, quite a, a brief tour because really i mean it's a vast subject you could do a podcast just totally about the alien abductions the whole series couldn't you yeah you could just basically do that and only that for weeks and weeks and weeks and and really get into it but we're not going to do that now i'm going to get things and just try and a quick overview of the kind of structure of it right alien abduction interestingly wasn't really a thing until the 60s yeah Uh but there were cases before the 60s but it wasn't it exploded as a phenomenon Big time in the 60s. Um, now, do you think that's because of science fiction? Although I suppose science fiction was around in the 1800s, wasn't there's, it? There's, there's a lot 1800s. of there's a lot of people now. Again, I mentioned that guy Thomas Sheridan, the Irish guy. He is a fairy that these characters have always been there. Okay, they're like uh-huh. spiritual entities. Yes, um, and you perceive them in terms of your culture. Right. So back in the day, people would, would have perceived them as fairies or sprites. Yes. But uh-huh. now, because of science fiction, uh-huh. you perceive them as aliens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or if you were very religious, you might perceive them, perceive them as demons. Yeah. You know, or else if you were maybe in the Arab world, you might perceive them as, as jinn. Yeah. Which is an interesting idea, you know. I heard an interview recently on the radio from somebody who, um, when she was young, in I think the 50s, she uh, witnessed a UFO Mm. And she was saying, you know, basically back then there weren't flying machines. There weren't that many yeah. planes and things in the sky. Certainly not like that. Yeah. And it, there weren't films and things like that out as well. So it was quite yeah. interesting that she she saw that. Uh, if anybody hears sirens and seagulls and things in the background, we do have a window open because it's quite warm where we're recording. So, but I think that adds to it. You see, we're messing a trick. We should go for Alex Jones right. and start shouting, it's the New World Order, they're trying to arrest us for spreading the <laughs> truth about the aliens. <laughs> but we're not, because I couldn't cope with the stress. To be honest, you know, yeah. it's bad in the old, uh, the old you know, if you've got a dickie, a dickie ticker, you know. <laughs> Alex Jones is one of those people that he's like really quite young, mm. but he looks like he's about... 65. He's one of these guys that were sort of the voice like my lid. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, one of those guys, the voice like my lid. Interestingly enough, he got himself into a bit of trouble about his, his broadcasts and his lawyer successfully defended him in the sense that he, the lawyer said that Alex Jones is a character. All right, a character. So, so it's, it's like performance art. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's about like Al EJ or something like that. It's like so, Al Murray, the pub landlord. Yeah. So it's Alex Jones doesn't actually exist. It's like a constructed persona. Yeah. For uh-huh. entertainment purposes. So uh, you know, if, if we ever get on the bit of bother about these, we can say, oh, it's, it's entertainment. Yes. Uh-huh. So you construct the card. Listen, we're completely yet again. The, the rambling club is, is is kicking off again. But um, where was it? Yes, it, people perceive the the idea is that you perceive these things. 
Uh, they've always been there since the dawn of time, probably before that. Um, and you perceive them depending on your culture. Why do they want to abduct us then? Why do they want to take us away and do strange things to us? What well, interestingly enough, just before I get into that, just a couple of quick points. There's a guy that we'll probably revisit later on in the future, Alistair Crowley. Yeah. The, the, uh, the famous English occultist. You know, okay. the, the, he was dubbed the wickedest man in England. Yes. And he did a, a sort of right where he was able to, like a magic kind of occult kind of right thing, okay. where he made contact with an entity called Lam. Yeah. Lam? Lam, L A M. Right. Uh-huh. And he, he just basically made contact with Lam appeared <coughs> in front of him. Mm hmm. And he drew a picture of Lam. And interestingly, and this was in like 19, 1920 or something like yeah. that. And interestingly enough, Lam looks exactly like a modern guy. Oh, right. The so that's. Big eyes and yeah, everything, yeah. The, the big eyes. So you might be able to Google it. Yeah. I, I think uh-huh. it's Lam. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but int- and interestingly enough, do you remember we did a show last summer about the airships? The airship wave of. Appearances, yes, where people were getting abducted uh-huh. by by airships. So that was kind of time based as well, really. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Um, again, oh, there, there. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a grey. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's Bessie Crowley, and that's the the other day that he was able to make contact with Lamb. Lamb. Yeah. Uh-huh. He looks very like what a, a stereotypical grey alien. Yeah, uh-huh. but he didn't say it was an alien. He said it was like a demonic entity. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty creepy. Like, yeah, it looks a bit like a. An egg timer. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But very, uh, very strange as lamb. But anyway, um, pre-1960s cases have been called by researchers paleo-abductions. Um, and one of the, and a good example is in November 27th, 1896, uh, it was an edition of the Stockton, California Daily Mail. Colonel H.G. Shaw claimed that he and a friend were harassed by three tall, slender humanoids whose bodies were covered with a fine, downy hair who tried to kidnap the pair. <laughs> right, okay. Unsuccessfully. What date was this? Um, 1896. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, basically, um, the landmark cases that sort of popularised um, the whole abduction phenomena were, were the Betty and Barney Hill abduction case, hmm. uh, which was actually made into a made-for-television film uh, in 1975, starring James Earl Jones, uh-huh. um, and there's there's a bit of an overlap as well between abductions and things like cattle mutilation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's the idea that um, these are all things that these alien characters are kind of doing to sort of interact with humans and kidnap them. And it always seems to be stuff. a lot of cattle. Yeah, they yeah. They seem to be very interested in cattle. Yeah. Um, now there's a guy called Whit, Whit, Whitley Stryber. Um, he actually wrote a novel called um, what was it? What was the name of the novel? Um, I can't remember the name of the novel, but what, he, he wrote a famous novel anyway, and it was I think it was called The Encounters, right, or something uh-huh. like that. What? Uh-huh. What? What? It's W H I T L E Y, right? Uh-huh. Um, and it was Striver. it was yeah. famed around um, alien abductions. Right, uh, it was uh-huh. a bit of a bit of a landmark, but. Um, there's a lot of kind of ideas that the aliens are trying to create human alien hybrids, mm. so they're basically extracting like genetic material from people. Um, he wrote the day after tomorrow, right? right. Did he? Yeah, Did he really? Yeah, that was yeah. the, the, the thing, the best. And the greys, yeah. yeah. Interestingly enough, the, the Jenny Randalls is a UFO researcher that's looked at the demographics 
of what they call experiences, experiencers, experiencers. Mm. That's people that experience the abductions. Um, and they noticed that the vast majority of people who are taken are under 40. Right. Um, yeah. There's only four cases out of 50 where people were over 40. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very much a young person's experience. Young you know? person's game. Yeah. Young person's game, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in terms of mental health, some studies show that abductees have psychological characteristics that render their testimony suspect. Um, they did like a blind study of nine abduction claimants and found them to be prone to madly paranoid thinking. Uh, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Now, you see the abduction narrative, it tends to follow a pattern. And it kind of moves three stages. Um, first stage would be capture, where the abductee is rendered incapable of resisting and then taken on board the, the spacecraft. Where are they usually captured? Because I always think of people driving along a you know a country road and they see a light and, and that kind of thing. You see, there's no... Is there's, it from their beds? From or? their beds, yeah. yeah. And there's been cases where people have been captured from their beds <coughs> repeatedly. Right. And it becomes like a repeated thing. No, not this again. I not to this again. work tomorrow. Not this again, yeah. Yeah. And there's like things like missing time. It's such a hard one to explain as well when, you know, why are you so tired? Yep. Playing Call of Duty again. I was a doctor by aliens. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it moves from capture to examination and procedures, which is what, where basically these characters poke about with you. Um, conference. Um, where the aliens communicate with the abductee or direct them to interact with specific individuals for some purpose. Tour. They're given a tour of the vessel. Right. Uh, loss of time. They often rapidly forget the majority of their experience, either as a re- result of fear, medical intervention, or both. I love the tour of the vessel. I think that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They, they tour these craft, and they, they, it's like, you know, like flight of the navigator, yes. the kind of... I still love yeah, It's about like weird. that, you know? Yeah. Uh, Return and then there's a thing called I don't know how to pronounce it. It's T H E O P H N Y. Theopathy. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Coinciding with their immediate return, they have a profound sense of love, a high similar to those induced by certain drugs, or a mystical experience accompanied by a feeling of one with God, God in the universe. Um, they don't know if it's because it's a spiritual experience or because it's just your endorphins or Stockholm syndrome or what it is <laughs> but it's a profound I suppose it would be a profound experience in your life um, and obviously the last stage is aftermath where you have to cope with the psychological and social consequences of the aftermath yes I can um, imagine there's some social ones but yeah they, they talk about um, whenever you're, you're abducted you, you go into a shift into an altered state of consciousness Um some abduction researchers have caused this stage in this change in consciousness, the Oz factor. So it's like you know, like um, when when Dorothy isn't in Kansas anymore, mm. and she goes to Oz. It's that kind of thing of on on reality, like you know. Yeah. Um, and there's it say there seems to be a very sort of common thing where they'll be levitated into the alien craft. So it's like almost like a wee contractor being that yeah. kind of t- takes them up. See, a lot of this is in films, and I wonder if people see it, and are, are they easily kind of you easily see, led by all that? The thing that makes me wonder is, we'll go back to the 1960s. Because if you remember that colonel and his mate that were <laughs> yeah, ne- mate. nearly kidnapped by these hairy guys in 1896, yes. they were 
Daniel for us. Yeah. But then they didn't have cinema. Yeah. And they didn't have flying saucer movies back then, yeah. you know. Yeah. And we go back, you see, I, my theory on these things is, is I, I don't deny they do exist. But I think what they are is open to debate. You know, I think there are different dimensions. So I don't know if these things are actual aliens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a, like a spiritual entity. Or a demonic entity, maybe. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, people talk about ayahuasca. You know, people have these ayahuasca experiences. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy we knew. Um, oh, yes. And I don't know if it was ayahuasca, but it was one of these hallucinogenic drugs. But he reckoned he met handy gods. Right. Uh-huh. And I said something to him, and he kind of, he didn't, he kind of reacted quite badly, I'll say, but. I said, well, how do you know they're handy gods? Oh, they were. It's like, well, how do you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. How do you know they weren't something else that, you know, your perception of them uh-huh. is as handy gods, but they may be something else that we, we can't explain. Yeah. You, know, you go back to the lamb. Crowley didn't, didn't say, oh, it's a space, spaceman. He yeah. said, it's some sort of entity from another dimension. Right. You know, this is what it is. Uh-huh. So they could be traveling you here know? from, instead of outer space, they could be traveling here from other... Dimensions, Over dimensions or, or yeah, whatever, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But it's and and the, the, like I said, the could be sprites, the could be leprechauns, or you know, it, it's it's the, 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 the same strands that all sort of nice started in the sixties, and it's yeah. also very similar. And so it's all very sort of cinematic, you know. Mm-hmm. But maybe they are flying out of that hole near Greece in the in the sea, and or it could be, yeah. yeah. Very very interesting. Anything more on uh, alien abductions? Well, I think that's pretty much it. But um, uh, communion—that was it. That was the book by communion. Yeah. Whitley Stryber. Uh-huh. That was it. Communion. That was one of his non-fiction books. Well, he's got a lot of fiction yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he—he he also wrote. You said he wrote the day after tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There you go. Um, there's a there's a list of UFO sightings on Wikipedia, which goes back to fourteen uh, forty. BC, where, where fiery discs were, were found in ancient Egypt. Uh, even the Roman Empire saw ships in the sky, um, flames, angel hair uh, during the Roman Empire. You know, so there's a huge amount. That's, that's an interesting page to go up if you're if you're poking about on um, on Wikipedia just to see all the different encounters with UFOs. An interesting follow-up to us would be. You know, like ancient astronauts or ancient aliens. Yes, uh-huh. because I, I, I mean, I, I'm always been fascinated <clears throat> by you say they, like these pictures. You know, on like old Aztec carvings and things yeah. ago, pictures, and it's like it looks like little man. Well, has got an fl- Apple Watch on. Fl- yeah, 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 and they're like flying little little flying saucers yeah, and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's quite quite interesting. I don't, you know. So uh, yeah, so we'll cover that uh, very soon. I'm sure we'll be back with uh, some of our weird shorts very soon. So you get all these eating and drinking challenges all the time. This is uh, the Guinness Book of Records. It's a wonderful anthology. The most amazing feats and achievements the human uh, race can achieve. The fastest, tallest, smallest, and often craziest makeup of the book. And, they're, uh, and they must always be looking for wackier and wackier ideas to complete their publications. As now they've noted the record for the world's fastest chug if that's a word, of two litres of soda. Yeah, somebody has competed. I, right, hang on a second. Did they not ban all this stuff because it was too dangerous? Probably. Because I, I, I heard somewhere that they banned all the, the eating challenges mm. because it was too... Yeah. You know, 
In case people choked or whatever. Well, this is New Yorker uh, Eric Badlands Booker. Right. Has a track record in speed drinking contests and even uh, has his own YouTube uh, channel called Badland Chugs. Don't you wish you had a, a nickname like that, though? What, what would yours be? Badland. I'm Badland. I wouldn't be Badland Chugs, anyway. Badland Chugs. That's his YouTube channel. He's Badland Booker. So he drinks soda. So how much and how quickly? Well, two liters, which uh, which was strange to me because Americans don't really go in liters; they go ounces, which I don't ever understand. Yeah, yeah. That's really annoys me about going to America. You can't buy a pint. Oh, it's a large or small, and small is smaller than a pint. Large is bigger than a pint. Yeah, <laughs> sort that out. Anyway, uh, Booker was able to down the carbonated drink in eighteen point four five seconds. That's a full two liters, remember. Uh, competing the challenge, Booker let, let out a massive belch and said, That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> of course he did. That's what I'm talking about. What's he talking about? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. The record breaker ranks 23rd in major league eating. So, you know, in America, they have yeah, MLA. Yeah. That's MLA. I don't, I don't know what the A stands for. MLS, major league soccer, ML. Mm. They have all these major leagues. Well, they have major league eating. He's, he's ranking 23rd in that and now uh, considers a solid food challenge for his next record. So good luck Is with that. Is that a potentially bit dangerous like trying to eat something? Well, let him crack on, I say. Oh, what's this guy's Badlands Brewster or Buster or whatever you call it? Uh, uh, Eric Badlands Booker. You Booker, see, with Badlands. a name like Eric, he needed that. Why is, how's he Badlands though? What's, I mean, what's that? Badlands. Where does he get Badlands from? Badlands. How's he Badlands? <laughs> I don't know. Makes no uh, sense. There's other uh, record-breaking news. A Canadian woman has unofficially set a new world record for the fastest woman on all fours. She competed a 100-meter event in just 23 seconds on all fours. Just, like, running around, like, hands and knees? Yes. And how, 20 and meters? 100 meters in 23 seconds. What? You reckon you could do that? I, I couldn't. Could you not? 100 metres in 23 seconds. No, I couldn't do it. Don't be fight. Never well, how fast, uh, well, how fast can people run 100 metres? Like 11 seconds or something. Well, so. last night I tried to run for the boss recently and nearly had a stroke, so right. I, I wouldn't really be up for it. <laughs> I've just lost all my uh, all my notes here. Uh, wait till I bring them up again. Weird shorts. There we are. Um, yeah. Uh, Baba Vanga. Have you ever heard of Baba Vanga? Russian witch? <laughs> no, she was a, she's the blind west, uh, mystic of Bulgaria. Oh, close enough. Is, is she like some sort of weird... Nostradamus. Mother Shepton kind of character that predicts... She's called Nostradamus of the Balkans. Of the Balkans, yeah. Uh, she's blind, well, doesn't she? Uh, I say she's at it again. She died in 1986, but before oh, right. that, she, before she shuffled off the mortal co- coil, she predicted a number of things. Did she predict the old coffins night? Yes, yes, definitely did. Uh, the Nostradamus of the Balkans, who lost her sight at the age of 12, has predicted a lot of world events, including 9-11, Brexit, the death of Diana, Chernobyl. Uh, uh, so she's got a pretty good track record of getting things right. So do you want to hear her thoughts for the current era? But is she, one? is she one of these people that did it in very vague terms that you could just write onto? Yes. Right. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll crack on. Firstly, she said that 2021 will be the year a cure for cancer is found. Needs to be pretty soon because uh, this is August already. Uh, we certainly need some good medical news after the last 18 months. She predicted Europe's economy. Uh, I don't know. 
why this keeps doing it. Uh, Europe's economy would fall and someone from within Russia would attempt to assassinate Putin. Right. It's possible. And she also predicted this year we'll see trains flying using solar power after petrol petroleum stops. Well, I don't think that's stopped just yet, but there you are. Flying. Okay. Flying trains. Solar power. But then, if you look at that... There's so many questions there. Well, there's that Meglav train. Well, I suppose, but... Meglav. They're, they're not really flying. Like, I mean... They're just sort of well, kind of, yeah. Could, but could, could, I mean, could they use solar power? I mean, I think they might be solar powered. I think they're electric powered. Uh, a dragon will seize humanity after taking over the planet. And a pe- what? A dragon. And she also went on about the colour red and certain numbers. We should have done a show about Baba Vanga. I mean, yeah, I think maybe pretty, we should, yeah. Pretty compared to this one. Um, but when she talks about the dragon, a lot of people think it's China. So it's like a metaphorical so dragon. So the dragon may be taking over uh, humanity. Yeah. <sighs> and I swear, I swear I'm getting deja vu uh, with this next story. I'm sure I've heard it a few times before. Uh, it happened in a place called Nags Head, North Carolina. Nags Head, it sounds like somewhere Al Murray, yeah, the pub yeah. landlord, would be working. That, Down in Nags that, Head. That was, that was nearly fizzing horses, wasn't it, the Nags Head? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, they've caught another fish with teeth that look human. Uh, apparently, it's a species called the sheep's head fish, and it's not very unusual to see it feeding on barnacles at a local pier. Uh, the fish have teeth. Uh, human teeth which help them crunch on uh, food and enjoy a fine diet of shrimps and oysters. Uh, it seems to be every year that there's a fish with human teeth. So yeah, maybe yeah. it's kind of normal. I think have, it's, it's known of a normal thing, isn't it? And it's kind of sheep teeth, really. It's not really human teeth. I saw so a picture. It was quite grotesque. It was quite gr- But then all fish are. I remember they nearly put me off my, my dinner the overnight, my chicken dinner. I remember going fishing... Um, once I'm taking a little perch out, it's about that size, and showing it to my dog, and it's just, just turned away like that. No, I don't, want, I don't want this anywhere in part of my life. This is just not. I'm not entertaining the idea of this, which I like the the reasoning behind that. You know, just saying no. That's no, made me think of something no, from no, very strange, no. right? Do you remember? I can't remember the name of the artist. But there's an artist doing the rounds on the socials a wee while ago. But basically, she was very pro-animal rights, which we all are. Yeah. But she's very... It's a very hard line. But she had a, an interesting but slightly disturbing concept. She, she did, like, all these pictures of, like, rule reversal. Oh, yes. So it would be, like, fish, yeah. like, angling. And do you have some sort of type? Catching humans? No, no, sorry. Uh... <laughs> There's they they're like dangling away. They're like fishing for humans. Yeah, had like little, little blokes uh-huh. and been hooked and flopping about, and it was quite kind of disturbing. I see uh-huh. what she's trying to do. Yeah, but it was like it was like popping up in your face. Like, like grow up. It's like grow up. German. She works out of Berlin. I'm I forget. Sure I forget. Does. I forget her name. I'm sure. She I, does. I I applaud her her um her hitspaw, but yeah. it's kind of a bit, a bit disturbing. Anyway, uh, you can get in touch with us. We're uh, Weirdly Enough Podcast on Facebook. Also, Weirdly Enough PC at is our t- ticker symbol there over on uh, Twitter. Uh, podcast at weirdlyenough.com. If you want to get in touch with us, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen to us on YouTube. Thanks for listening. We'll be back very soon with more Weirdly Enough. 
Thanks for listening to Weirdly Enough. Remember to subscribe to get the latest edition as soon as it drops. And don't forget to leave a review. Email us about anything we've discussed or with your own weird tale at podcast at weirdlyenough.com.